0: The views and opinions on the following program are those of the participants and not necessarily those of KKVV Las Vegas.
1: Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the ninety-nine that." That did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Posted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc., featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin and we are on Save the Loss at All Costs and God bless you for tuning in. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you are local in the Las Vegas area, you want to dial 702-650-5588. Again, if you'd like to join in on a discussion, if you have a praise report or you just like to say hello, we'd love to hear from you. That local number is 702-650-5588. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you. And that toll-free number would be 800-366-8883. Again, if you'd like to call in and you're outside the local Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you. That toll-free number again would be 800-366-8883. We are being streamed live Audio and video from KKVV's website, which is www.kkvv.com. Hello and God bless. I just waved to you. And we're also being streamed live from Save the Lost at All Costs' website, which is www.savethelostlv.org. I will repeat that website again. It's w dot save the lost dot org. When you go onto the website, you'll see where it says listen live KKVV. Just click onto it. And again, you'll be listening live and you'll be able to see us being streamed in audio and video in real time over the worldwide God net. Some say internet, I say it's Godnet. It couldn't be possible without God. Amen. And we're also being Heard on KKVV Station, which is 1060 AM, and the sister station on the FM dial is 101.5 FM. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, please go to Save the Loss at All Costs' website. Again, that's www.savetheloss.com. LV.org and click on to radio broadcast and you'll be able to listen with no problem. And when you go to that link, you'll also see you can hear us on iTunes too. What a blessing. We thank God for that. Uh, We're going to get into what we were talking about uh, prayer Last week, but the second component about the prayers that we discussed successful prayer where there's unsuccessful prayer anytime you have something successful, you have something unsuccessful as well. And we did go over uh, briefly uh, some of the things why your prayers are not answered by the Lord and we want to be able to make sure we go over that again. Because it's important that you do not find fault in God. You cannot find fault in God. We have to look at ourselves and see if there's anything that we need to do. You know, prayer is speaking to God, it is the language that He requires us to speak to Him in. And we already discussed how we should approach Him. So if we are not approaching Him in the way that we should approach Him, then maybe we need to look no further than ourselves. It can be corrected. That's the beautiful thing because a father that does not discipline his child does not love his child. And that could be for a mother as well. And discipline, as we understand it biblically, is to rebuke. And it means to correct in love. Amen? Love is what? Unconditional. Love covers a multitude of sins. So the heart is truly correct. In the way it is at the time of a rebuke. Again, it's a correction in love. So we need to understand that. A lot of people get things confused. But if you really, really want to know the truth, go to the one that is the truth. And look at his word. It would clear up a lot of things. The world has its definition. And the way that it does things, well, you know what? You need to. Only learn the Word of God. Amen? And when you learn the Word of God, you will be able to use it as a standard bearer against anything. I really, really encourage you to know the Word of God. Because once you know the Word of God, amen, you will be surprised about how clear your thoughts are. You will be surprised how your life will start transforming and how you will be a blessing not over to yourself, but to your family, to your community, to your workplace, to your fellowship place, you know, on the highways, uh, just in the world, just in the universe. Amen. What a blessing you will start to be when you really, really embrace the truth. Amen. And, again, the truth is the Word of God. So we have a caller. We're going to take that, and then we're going to start looking at, again, some reasons why your prayers are unsuccessful. Hello. You're on Save the Lost at All Costs, and God bless you.
0: Oh, thank you. You're so pure of heart, Nina. Um, I I, I need you and your friends to to pray for Tiana. Tiana? Uh, She's she's disabled and... uh, I, I saw some of the disabled, uh, there's so many disabled people in Las Vegas, they need, they need our prayers, all Amen. of us, they need our prayers for healing.
1: Amen, I received uh, that.
0: Yeah, because they're so ignored. And the doctors and these psychologists, they don't know what they're doing.
1: Okay. Well, you know? we would definitely pray for our sister, Tiana. It sounds Tiana. wonderful that you have come and you brought her before uh, the ministry Uh, The universe will bear witness to that. Uh, God knows exactly what she needs. Uh, I stand in agreement with God for what she needs. And I believe and trust God not for some things. I believe and trust him for everything. It is a state of mind with me. It is a state of being. And I receive it. I believe it for her in the name of Jesus. Amen.
0: Thank you in the name of Yeshua. You Thank you, Jesus.
1: Amen. And you have our lovely sister. Give us a call sometime. We would love to hear about what God is doing in her life. Amen?
0: Amen. Thank you.
1: All right. Well, thank you. And may God bless you. you. All righty. Thank Thank you. God bless you more. Thank you. Bye-bye. Amen. We receive that. That is so wonderful when the callers call in and want to intercess for our dear sisters and brothers in Christ. That's a blessing. We need to do more intercessing. Amen. Truly, truly. It's wonderful when we stand in the gap. Because who stood in the gap for us? It would be the Lord Jesus Christ. His blood. Amen. That was standing in the gap. Because without his blood, we would not be able to have the gift of salvation. Amen. We would not be able to have the gift of eternal. Life, so truly understand that when the Holy Spirit moves on your heart to intercess for someone, it is truly kingdom, it is monumental and it is blessing people for generations to come. Amen? So, when the Holy Spirit gives you the unction to do it, please be obedient and do it. It is going to bless so many people. Amen? Praise God. We want to be an instrument for the Lord. We want to represent the kingdom. So, when He gives you the unction, please receive it and know that you are doing a mighty Work for him. Praise God. Now we're going to again look at some reasons why prayers are unanswered. And um, the first thing we're going to look at is in disobedience because this is where we left off the last time. So um, I I want to set something up. When we look at the family structure. In the Bible. Amen. We know about the Father. Because we have a Heavenly Father. Amen. And we know about the Son. Because God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So if there's a son, there's a daughter. And we see that demonstrated uh, when we look in the book of Genesis. Which is the first book of the Bible. Because we know Adam was the first son. And we know that Eve was his wife. So subsequently, there's a son and there's a daughter standing before the Lord uh, as it was in the beginning, amen. and then, because of them being sons and daughter, guess what? They were able to walk into their next spiritual uh, gift. Uh, of authority, which would be husband and wife. So there's the next foundation. And then it begins again because the husband and wife got together. Amen. And they had children. Amen. And we learn about the first children being born, which would be Cain and Abel. So we see the father again. We see the son. Then we see the son and the daughter. And then we see them become husband and wife and then we see son and son and soon daughters came again. Amen. So let's make sure that we keep that in mind, how strong that foundation is, because when we are in relationship with the Lord, amen, truly in relationship, it's a covenant relationship and a covenant you know, he will always perform his covenant. It is his promise to us. Whether we keep our promise to him or not, he will never, ever not keep his promise. Amen. So when you look at the covenant and you look at what God has established and that a man will leave his mother and wife and cling to his, excuse me, a man will leave his mother and father cling to his wife and the two shall become one. Amen. Well, who's the other part of that marriage? That would be God. So, we're in a covenant with him. We're in a marriage with him. Amen? And and the Lord Jesus Christ instructs the men to love their wives as he loved the church. Amen? And instructs the wives to be obedient. Because we know obedience is better than sacrifice. And what more of a demonstration of obedience was bigger than Christ's our Lord and Savior, getting on the cross. Amen? What What is more greater than that? Obedience, you have to understand, it is a blessing for eternity. So we really, really need to get our minds wrapped around that. So when we look at the family structure, let's look at our structure. How are we relating to our parents as children? How are we relating to each other as spouses? Are we even married? And are we married that honors God? He set up marriage. So he has a definition of what honors him. See, if you want him in the covenant with you, if you want him to keep his promise, whether you keep your promise or not, then guess what? It's about being in the proper relationship. It's about setting up the proper foundation. It's very difficult to speak to children about subjects when it comes down to obedience, when you as the head are the most disobedient one in the house. So, you want your children to be obedient, but yet you will not even be obedient to God. But you want God's blessing. You want His power. Amen. Or shall I say, you want to tap into the power because He's the one that has all power. Amen. But He would not deny His children any good thing if it's in His will. So, part of the disobedience aspect is how are we setting up our homes? It was very important that structure was set up in Genesis. And because of disobedience, we were born in a sinful nature. So you have to understand, disobedience enters in immediately. And there are some dire consequences because of it. And some people will lose their lives unnecessarily because of it. Amen? So when you have been given authority by God. A covenant authority, amen. Because he recognizes who his children are. And he has a foundation that's set up. You need to be very careful when you go before him. And you need to come correct. Because he's not obligated to hear prayers of those who are far from him. They would be considered wicked. So let's look at First Peter To set this up, and then we're going to continue to uh, go into some reasons why uh, your prayers are not being answered, or perhaps not even being heard. Amen? So, 1 Peter chapter 3, and we're going to look at uh, verses 5, 6, and 7. Again, 1 Peter, chapter 3, I'm looking at verses 5, 6, and 7, and I'm in the New King James Version. And chapter 3, again, 1 Peter, I'm going to start with verse 5. In verse 5, the Word of God says this, For in this manner, in former times, the holy women who trusted in God also adorned themselves being submissive to their own husbands. 6. As Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters you are if you do good and are not afraid with any terror. 7. Husbands likewise dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel. And as being heirs together of the grace of life. That your prayers may not be hindered. Wow. We really have to look at this. Okay. Now let's start in verse 5. It says, For in this manner, in former times, the holy women who trusted in God. Well, see. It says the holy women who trusted in God. These are women who are set apart for God's purpose. Amen. But it's very imperative that you understand trusted in God. That doesn't mean they doubted. It doesn't mean that they were full of strife. It doesn't mean that they were gossipy. It doesn't mean that they questioned everything. It says they trusted. Amen. That's a huge thing in the body of Christ. How can you communicate and respect someone that you don't trust? There will be no respect. And there will not be true communication. See, because 70% of communication is not talking. It's listening. Amen. Listening with comprehension. Which means you understand what it is that's being said to you. Wow. It says, also, so there's a second part to this. Adorn themselves Being submissive to their own husbands. You see that? Own husbands. Somebody else's husband is not your husband. Someone who you're not married to is not your husband. O-W-N. It says own right there. Own means showing possession. There's no doubt about it that this person is your husband. That that person is your wife. We have a big problem in the world. They don't seem to know what the definition of husband is. And they don't seem to understand what the definition of wife is. There's only one definition for wife in the Holy Scriptures. First of all, it's female. And second of all, it's married to a man. That's a husband. Clearly. There's evidence. Of the union. You remember. Where people come to a wedding. They bear witness to that. So if anybody was to say something. Or it needed to be questioned. We are all witnesses to that. You're witnesses to the power. And the beauty of. And the miracle and the wonders and the signs of God. When things are happening God's way, there is evidence that it's godly. We assemble together and do things for God, through God, to honor God. And there are certain ways that you must conduct yourselves if you're honoring God. If you say you're a believer in the word of God, if you say you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you say you will follow, well, there has to be evidence of following. It's not enough to say it. You can't just talk about it. You got to be about it. And there must be some evidence of that manifestation of that promise that you've made of that lifestyle that you've chosen and whom you serve. You cannot serve Him any kind of way. That is not worship that He honors. You must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Amen? Not your truth, His truth. Not your spirit, the Holy Spirit. It's important that you have the foundation right. You cannot use definitions that do not suit What God calls his wife and his husband, his son, and his daughter. Amen? You cannot substitute that. It's not interchangeable. You may say the word son, but by definition, when you're talking about God's son, there has to be some evidence of that. When you're talking about a holy woman. Amen? As we're looking at in verse 5. A holy woman would never have a man that was not her husband. Never. Because to even be holy, you must adhere to what God says. Amen. You obey him because you love to obey him. It's not a fight. It's not a struggle. It's a blessing and you want to serve him more and you want to love him more and you want to demonstrate that. That's what obedience is. It's a demonstration of your love. It speaks to your character. It speaks to your integrity. Amen. God will not be mocked. We will all leave this realm and stand before him one day. So you want your testimony to line up. Amen. Please get the foundation right. It's not a debate with God. If you love him, and truly seek his face you will do what it is that he's asking because he's your father it's personal amen now six as Sarah obeyed Abraham calling him Lord whose daughters you are if you do good and are not afraid with any terror amen marriage is difficult. But we should not be afraid of the union that God has brought together. See, if God brought us together, there's not a problem. You will have seasons. Winter is different from spring. Spring is different from summer. Summer is different from fall. They all have their challenges. But you are prepared for the next season. Amen. Because we know that God is the one that set up time. He's the one that set up seasons. They're different for a reason. But you don't have a reason to be afraid in a relationship that God has set up. You have have no reason. He's going to love you. He's going to care for you. He's going to protect you. He's going to guide you. Even when your mate may not do what he or she is supposed to do, you have a relationship and they would adhere to what God is calling them to do. That's part of the promise of a father who loves his child. He would not withhold rebuke. Again, it's correction in love. Always that will happen. But he gave you a wonderful example of Sarah and Abraham. Abraham's the father of all nations. Amen. We are the seed of Abraham. And Sarah has her challenges with Abraham. And as all marriages do. But they got on one accord because they knew who they were serving. They knew who would bless them. They knew that God would keep his word to them. Amen. What confidence they exuded. Even in their frailness of being a human. We are frail. More often than not. But guess what? Our Father is the creator of the whole universe. He will strengthen us. He will give us what we need to endure the assignment that He has for us. Now, seven. Husbands, likewise, dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife. They are commanded by God. It says, dwell with them with understanding. Live with them with understanding. Anybody you dwell with, you live with. Amen? You got to understand how important this command is. And what it does for you as those who want to be honored as a wife. If you settle for less, you'll get less. But God wants you to be recognized as a wife. He wants to be in a covenant relationship with you. He wants to be the backbone of the marriage. Amen? He is commanding the husbands to dwell with them. With understanding. Giving honor to the wife. Giving honor to... You get honor when you're a wife. Amen. As the weaker vessel. It's understood. And that's why you're honored. That's why you're cared for even more. It's not a weakness to God. It's a command for you to be honored. And it says as being heirs together. The husband and the wife are heirs together. Husband and wife heirs together. You must get that. You must understand the definition of a husband in God's eyes. You must understand the definition for a wife in God's eyes. And he sees them as heirs together. You cannot be an heir with someone that is not your husband. You cannot be an heir with someone who is not your wife in this particular context. Why would you want to disinherit yourself? It's not God's desire for you to be disinherited. But if you're not adhering to what he has put out for us, and all these blessings that he will give you, then guess what? You're disinheriting yourself. You're settling for less, and you're going to get less. You're settling for the world, you're going to get the world. And the world is what? Dying. It's not eternal. It says... And as being heirs together of the grace of life. That your prayers may not be hindered. Wow. It says prayers. Some of you can't even get prayers through in your own homes. Because you are not understanding and comprehending the seriousness of the command that God is giving in First Peter chapter 3, verses 5, 6, and 7. I'm pleading with you, men and women of God, if you're listening, if you're truly listening, them that have ears, let them hear. I hope and pray in the name of Jesus that you got it and you will start doing what you need to do so that your prayers will not be hindered. You don't want them to be delayed. What you seek and what you ask for is available to you. But if you're not doing any of this, if you're missing this, then you need to do what you need to do so that you can receive what is already yours. Amen? Release it. It's already yours. And all you have to do is adhere to what we just went over. Amen. Again, that was first Peter chapter three. We looked at verses four, five, excuse me, five, six, and seven. So I really wanted to stress that in reference to the foundation of the family, because that is something that we're missing And we're going to go to 1 Samuel chapter 14, and we're going to look at verse 37 again. 1 Samuel chapter 14, verse 37, and uh, I am in the New King James Version. So verse 37 says this. So Saul asked counsel of God, shall I go down after the Philistines? Will you deliver them into the hands of Israel? But he did not answer him that day. Hmm. Okay, well, the thing is about Saul. Saul was the king and the first king of Israel. And he was not the king that God desired for his people. The people had always listened to the priest. Aaron was the first priest. Moses was the prophet. We have Samuel. Samuel was the priest and the prophet. But the people kept looking at the far eastern neighbors. And they say, we want a king. We want a king. A king. So he said, Samuel, go out and find the people what they want. And And uh, Samuel was like, basically, how how am I going to know who he is? And God told him, you know who he is. He's what the people want. So they were looking for a king. Saul was handsome. He was a man of war. But he wasn't a worshiper. And they wanted what they wanted. So God gave them what they wanted. But God's mercy was never with Saul. How can you exist in anything that God has given you without his mercy? We need his mercy. We can't make it without his mercy. Subsequently, Saul was chosen, but he was never God's choice. He was the people's choice. God's choice was David. And David was a man after God's own heart. And after Saul came David. And Samuel anointed David, amen, as the king of Israel. And Saul knew that David was God's choice, amen. So he is not really seeking counsel. Amen? Because he doesn't have a heart, he being Saul, for the things that are God's. Saul wanted to do things his way. Saul even asked his servant on the battlefield to kill him. And the servant said, I'm not doing that. Saul, the king of Israel, ended up committing suicide because he feared his enemies. David didn't have that heart to commit suicide. David had a heart to let his enemies know who was the king of kings, who was the Lord of lords, who was the most high God. David let them know who he represented and that he served the God, not some God, but the God. Amen. That was his heart. And David was a man. And he committed sin, as we all did. But he never, ever forgot the reason why he was the king, and who he served, and who he loved, and he did everything he could to get back in right standing with God. Amen. He was a man after God's own heart. And that's what we have to do as believers. Get back in right standing with God so our prayers will continue to go through. Amen? So let's go to Deuteronomy. We're going to go to chapter 1 and we're going to look at verse 45. righty, All the way to chapter 1. This is wonderful to go over this because this is something that we need to understand how to be totally effective in our prayers because we pray every day. We speak to God every day. So this is something that we have to understand every day. It's not a now and then lesson. It's an everyday lesson. Praise God. So again, we're in Deuteronomy chapter 1 and we're going to look at verse 45. Then you return and wept before the Lord, but the Lord would not listen to your voice nor give ear to you. Amen. So the thing is, is that they had rebelled against God and that was the penalty for rebellion. It says, then you returned and wept. Before the Lord. But the Lord would not listen to your voice. Nor give ear to you. The heart. Was not humble. They were just. Distraught that they got caught. But they know that the Lord saves. Amen. They know that he heals. They know that he. Is a protector. Amen. They know that he is the truth. He is righteous. He is just. But when you're unrighteous and you're unjust, time and time and time again, the Lord will turn you over to yourselves because that is your desire. But then you come back to that that is righteous and that is just and you think that you are not going to be what? Rebuke, corrected in love? Oh, you come before the Lord, you will. So this is God's way of dealing with those who openly rebel. It's a choice. He didn't want them to rebel. He didn't encourage them to rebel. There's nothing rebellious about God. Now, the devil is rebellious. God is not rebellious. So a lot of times the word will say, well, who is your father? if you have a rebellious nature then it's not God you have to look to the evil one why would God be against himself who was he rebelling against there's no one else like him where would the rebellion even sit in it doesn't even compute it's not possible For the most high God to be rebellious. Rebellious against himself? There's no one that is his equal. No. He's not rebellious. Amen. And let's look at secret sin. The unconfessed sin. The sin that we want to overlook. The sin that we try to justify. when God made me this way. He knows how I am, never wanting to address it, never wanting to confess it, want to try to justify it. Well, God is your creator, and he created you to have eternal life with him, and where he is, sin cannot enter in. Amen? So let's look at secret sin. We're going to go to Psalm 66, verse 18. Again, Psalm 66, verse 18. And the Word of God says this. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. Wow! There are people who try to justify what they do. And they stand on it. And they know that it is totally against the Word of God. And they continue to operate in it. Continue to be boastful about it. Continue to be prideful about it. Get upset when a person tries to have a conversation with them in love. Uh, Will beat them down. Run them out. It's my business. But you have to understand. Every decision you make. Or don't make. Affects someone's lives. You're not an island. You're not here by yourself. Decision and indecision. Affects people greatly. Who is the most wisest one ever? God. Why would you hinder yourself. From going to the most wisest one ever. Your creator. Knew you before you knew yourself. and put yourself in a position to where you reject counsel or don't even want to receive counsel. Again verse 18 Psalm 66 If I regard iniquity in my heart the Lord will not hear. If I take ownership of what you're doing. Don't blame others. Take ownership. We don't have to keep doing what we're doing. We can turn from that. We can understand and taste the gift of repentance. Jesus said he didn't come for the righteous. He came to call the sinner to repentance. Amen? Turn from that thing. That's what his desire is for your life. But if you want to take your position, a broke clock is right twice a day. Why would you want to be like a broke clock? I got that from Pastor Terry. I love you, Pastor. Thank you for always speaking into my life and encouraging me. I receive it, man of God. Let's look at Proverbs 1, verse 28. We're going to go to Proverbs 1, verse 28. And I believe Pastor Terry got that from a wise woman, a very wise woman, his lovely mother. Amen. She's gone on to be with the Lord, but his lovely mother is still teaching. I never had the pleasure of meeting her, but I got her lesson. Isn't that wonderful? There's a lot of people we've never met in the physical, but what they spoke is still being a blessing in this generation and the generations to come. We ought to get excited about that. Amen. Verse 1. 1 in Proverbs, excuse me, Proverbs 1, verse 28. Again, Proverbs 1, verse 28. And the Word of God says this. Then they will call on me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they will not find me. 29, because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. Wow. See? They're calling on him, but he's telling you straight up, I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, which means they will be persistent, but they will not find me because they hated knowledge. It's the spiritual knowledge that they hated and did not choose the fear of the Lord, which is the respect, the reverence. That's when you have the respect and the reverence. That's when the fear of the Lord happens. That's when the wisdom happens about who He is. Not what He does, but who He is. Totally indifferent. You want to go to everybody. You want to go to astrologists. You want to go to the Ouija board. You want to go do the yoga. You want to do the transcendental meditation. You want to try this one. You want to try that one. Seeking them there everywhere. And all you have to do is concentrate that effort into the word of God. Sometimes the truth hurts in most cases, but it's better to feel the hurt now than the pain later. And and the pain is realizing that you had an opportunity to do it a whole nother different way. So much earlier in the process had you been able to understand that you are the reason why you're hindering your own prayers. You cannot come before the Lord any kind of way. You have to come to him with the right spirit. Amen. Your whole heart. Humility. Faith. If you don't believe and keep doubting and everything you say is but, 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 but. (coughs) It's not going to work. It's not going to work. You cannot have a successful cake to be baked at the wrong temperature. You cannot even make a cake unless you got the proper ingredients. Ingredients! It's a process, it's a method. We must understand that. That's what pleases God, that we've taken the time and we put forth the effort. To be in relationship. There's a lot of distractions out there. But you shouldn't be so distracted that you miss eternity. I hope somebody heard that. We're going to go to Proverbs 21 verse 13. (coughs) Excuse me. Again, Proverbs 21 verse 13. We just got to go over a little bit. And the word of God says this, whoever shuts his ears to the cry of the poor will also cry himself and not be heard. We had a caller that called in, (coughs) excuse me, and talked about how much help should be given to those who are in dire need of it. You want mercy, you need to give mercy. There is something that we have to give. And if we truly believe that God is blessing us, that he is the source of all blessings, from whom all blessings flow, then I truly believe, without a doubt, that if you give someone a dollar, God will honor you. In your giving. And give you a dollar. I don't have a problem with giving. I can only speak for myself. Because I cannot count. What has been given to me. By the Lord Jesus Christ. I cannot count. I can't even begin to count. The blessings are endless. But I made up my mind. As a small child that I enjoyed giving, and I do to this day. Fifty some odd years later, I truly enjoy giving. It gives me great satisfaction to know that I am able to be used by God to be a blessing to someone else. It really, really blesses my soul tremendously that God would use me to be a blessing to someone else. It really lets me know that I'm connected to God. It's, it, it is so reassuring. I can't even put it in words how wonderful it is to feel his arms around me. And he is the giver and the blesser of life. So for me to even be thought of by him, to be able to be put in a position to help the poor, to show mercy to those who need mercy, to advocate for those who need help in legal matters. I thank God that he has given me the gift and the talents to be able to really, really help people and epitomize save the lost at all costs. It is truly what I live to do. I can't imagine life without giving in the capacity that He's blessed me to give. If you have gifts and talents, and you do, use them to be a blessing to someone. Amen. We have have to stop being such hoarders. We have to stop being so greedy and so selfish. You know, our world that we live in today, we're finding more and more institutions that are supposed to be institutions of trust. You know, whether it be a house of worship, whether it be uh, something like a bank, if you will. If it's even something as complex as government, we see greed and deception just running amok, just having its way. And we as men and women of God need to help those that have been victimized because God will continue to bless us. Don't be afraid to help somebody. Don't be afraid to go out and save the lost at all costs. Amen? Don't be afraid of that. Now we're going to go to Proverbs 28 and verse 9. Proverbs 28 and verse 9. And the word of God says, One who turns away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer is an abomination. Wow. One who turns away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer is an abomination. That is something that you have to say, wow. And whose law is it? It's God's law. Amen? We have to understand this, men and women of God. That when you buck God, when you constantly fighting and have to have things your way, that you're controlling, that you are going against the kingdom, that that he set up, amen? It says, even his prayer is an abomination. Catch that in your spirit, men and women of God. You do not want to despise the law of God, amen? Let's look at Isaiah chapter 1, and we're going to look at verse 15. We're coming down to the downside of this. Yes, we're going to Isaiah chapter 1, verse 15. And the Word of God says this When you spread out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. Who is it that we are killing? Who is it that we are murdering? He says he will not hear you because your hands are full of blood. What kind of blood? Innocent blood. Amen? They are those who are bloodthirsty. They have no problem with maiming, robbing, killing, extorting. You're murdering people. We have to really, really take a stand against that. Let's look at James chapter 4, verse 3. We're going to go to the book of James. I am getting there. I Alright, we're in James. We're looking at chapter 4, verse 3. And the Word of God says this. You ask and do not receive, because you ask amiss, that you may spend it on your pleasures. Well, your passions, things that are not of God, self-destruction, self-absorption, self-importance, these are some of the ways that your prayers are being hindered. Please continue to stay in Christ. Read the Word of God. Ask God to shine the light deeply on you and in you so that you can have your prayers answered. We appreciate you. We love you. And God bless you. Save the loss at all costs. Amen. Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at and and our website, www.savethelosslv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelosslv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 33. 5852 North Las Vegas 89033. Again, our PO Box number is 335852 North Las Vegas 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.